Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. You may have come here, Palm Sunday. It's going to be a nice little message. I've been wrestling with this message literally for over two months now, kind of putting it together. And um, this message, no matter how careful I am in its delivery, um, it is going to offend some people. Um, Number one, it's a very broad message. It's a very expansive message. And there's no way in 40 minutes that I'm going to be able to come at every angle. So this is what I'm asking of you as I always give to people. I want you to know my heart. Like if you come to me with an issue, even a stronghold in your life, and we've had any kind of tenure, we've had any type of of time spent together, um, and I know you, like I know what your heart is, this this trip up that you've experienced in your life, like I'm not going to hold you that this is this is now your new identity. And so what I'm asking of you is to look back on the history that you have had with me, and I'm asking you to look at my heart behind the message, because I promise you there's no way we're getting out of here today without somebody potentially taking what I'm sharing in the wrong light. I'm going to remind you that I love you and that my intentions are the very best for you. I don't want to hurt anybody. I want to help everybody. And so that's my desire. But I know that there are, I may even say something completely off and get it absolutely wrong. I'm asking you today to look at my heart. Can I get a good amen there? All right. So today, the title of my message, this is a one-off message. In the title, when I was thinking about this, it was so obvious to me. The title of my message is On Display. And the idea behind this is that there are many sins that a person can, can be dealing with in their life that are hidden sins. Sins that, that, that you know you, you, you know what I mean, you're coming up short with, but you've got everybody else, you know what I'm saying, like nobody else knows it. One of these sins is the sin of pornography. Like, like you can be dealing with the stronghold of pornography for a long period of time, and, 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 and yet you're living in the graces of God. You know, you're, you, you, your heart breaks that you've got the stronghold in your life. But, um, but nobody else even knows that you even have this issue. Nobody even knows that you're, that, that, that you're tempted by the enemy in this, in this way. And you can keep it a secret, right? Um, alcohol is another thing that that is not as easy to keep a secret, but there are people, we call them, we even have names for them, closet alcoholics. Like they, they and, and some people, like they, they're, they're, they're alcoholics and their whole world um, falls apart. But then there are other people that can perform all their duties and all their responsibilities um, as if they weren't on alcohol. In fact, if they were to, take themselves out off of alcohol, you'd be like, hey man, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Do you got sin in your life or, or something, you know, something along those lines? But, but alcohol and drug addiction and some of these things, like you can, you can have these sins in your life for a long period of time 
and, and it'd be an absolute shock when somebody finds out about them. So the title of my message is On Display. There are certain sins that are always on display, like, like you can't hide them. They're out there for everybody to know and for everybody to see. And I will tell you this, that what you display outwardly reveals the condition inwardly. And, and, and we call this the Matthew 12 principle, that out of the abundance of the heart, right, the mouth speaks. So out of the abundance of, of the heart, like, like, like you could be like, man, I don't curse, I don't cuss, I don't, and then you, you hit your finger with a hammer, and if bleep, 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 is the thing that comes out, then that, what that does is it reveals, you guys know what the bleep, bleep, bleep is, right? Like I don't have to, like, like what that reveals is really what's on the, on the inside. Um, if somebody immediately starts speaking in tongues, like that's better than, than the other, you know what I mean? And so, that was funny. I liked it too. I could tell you liked it. <laughs> I liked it too. Um, so it's the Matthew 12 principle, and I'm just saying also that, that, that this message today isn't about the words that we're speaking, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What the message is about today is about our physical fitness. Please bow your heads with me and pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the Holy Ghost that is able to lead us into all truth. Not some truth, not most truth, but all truth. <clears throat> and I believe, Lord, that what you've called us to do is to honor you fully with every aspect of our body, of our being. And Lord, we just address this today not to hurt anybody, but Lord, we address this today to help everybody. Some people here today may not have issues with this, but they have other issues. The same principles apply. We know that there's a lot of reasons why people can struggle, Lord, with their, with their weight. And we're not just talking about the overly heavy people. We're also talking about anorexic people that are just unfit and unhealthy. They don't have any muscle mass. Those people do not reveal the excellence of God either. There are many reasons. Mental health is huge in our world today. But I know this, Lord, that you came to heal our minds. Medications that we take can play a huge part. Lord, our thyroid, our, our bone density, you know, all people are not created equally whenever it comes to the body. And I believe that this shows your diversity. But Lord, you have called us to be good stewards of everything that you have given into our possession. And Lord, I just pray that over these next few moments, that you would help us to be more responsible in becoming more healthy, not only spiritually, not only mentally and emotionally, but Lord, also physically. And I pray these things today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. <clears throat> so on display is the title. And once again, as I pray, that there's a lot of reasons why somebody might deal with being unhealthy or overweight. Medications play a big part of that. Some people are just, you know, you literally like your frame is bigger than others. Um, thyroid issues, um, issues whatever that is, um, 
I like it too, isheries. Um, injuries is one of the things. Physical injuries, mental and emotional injuries. All these things can play into us being out of shape. One huge area, and not everybody fits in this area, but is a lack of self-control and a lack of discipline. For most like me, we have a hard time outrunning the fork. And as we've heard so many people say within the last 10 years, that, um, that you cannot outwork a bad diet, a bad eating program. And that is the absolute truth. Some of the most active people I know, if they continue to eat poorly and properly, they will not see that scale or their bodies slide one way or another. I want you to know that the Bible talks about excessive indulgence, excessive consumption, and it's called gluttony. Gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins that's mentioned in the Bible. I think that it's part of the seven deadly sins is incredible, but what's more incredible is it's something that we rarely hear talked about in the local church. Like if there is an acceptable sin among all sins, overeating or massive indulgence and consumption is that sin. And we accept it, we embrace it, we, 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 we laugh about it, and we, and we joke about it, but I'm telling you that there's nothing funny about it. Everybody that has known me for any period of time has known that this has been my struggle. I started having children, but at the same time that I began having children, right before that I got saved, and so I used to smoke two and a half packs of cigarettes a day, very active, outgoing, when I met my wife, I think I was right around 190 pounds, hadn't been out of the Marine Corps very long, just very fit, but still living a radical lifestyle, a lot of alcohol consumption, a lot of, lot of uh, smoking of cigarettes. You got to be specific when you say smoking these days. I've been, I talk to people, they've been telling, yeah, I'm addicted to smoking. I'm like, man, I hear you, man. I've been, they've been talking about a different kind of smoking than what I was smoking. <laughs> And so you got to be specific today. Doesn't always translate, but I gave my heart to Jesus and the Lord took away the cigarettes and took away the alcohol and, and I began to add about 10 pounds a year. And 10 pounds a year is not that big of a deal, right? Like honestly, right now, I can add 10 pounds in a seven-day vacation, no problem. And that's not a joke. That, I, that is genuinely, I can, I can fluctuate 10 pounds. That wasn't that funny, Jason. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or were you, just, were you just like, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Okay, so I'm not alone. Um, but it's ridiculous. That is just crazy that I can do that. So 10 pounds in a year is really not that big of a thing, but I was very consistent. 10 pounds and then 10 pounds the next year and then 10 pounds the next year, 10 pounds the next year, 10 pounds the next year. I didn't really see myself as being as big as I had gotten. In fact, this was Drew Rodriguez's, I believe it was his baptism. The highest I've been is 287 pounds. Somebody snapped a picture of this, and, and I literally said, that's not me. I, I never have seen myself like this, 287 pounds. I started thinking to myself, I'm 13 pounds away from the big 300. And I began to make some changes and some shifts. And the next picture is 276 pounds, 276 pounds there. 
there's not a whole lot of difference. It's just the side view is a little bit more revealing than the front view. But, um, but I'm just saying that, that this really, it's, you know, um, I just put it out there. I'm not happy about this, and I still struggle in this area, but I'm bound and determined that I'm going to have victory and victory once and for all. Today I sit at 250. I can't get below 250. I'll get down to 249, go up to 255, go down to 250, go back up to 260. There's a, there's a literal uh, floor that I, that I am having a very difficult time breaking through, but I am, I am committed to absolutely break through this. And, and please don't come and just rush me with every fad diet because I promise you, you, you some people it's like, man, this is a huge opportunity. I'm telling you, I've probably tried it. What I have lacked is self-discipline and self-control, period. Absolutely, this is my issue. I don't, I'm not putting it on any other thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm an emotional eater. A lot of, a lot of, my, uh, uh, a lot of uh, what I deal with, you know, it just really plays on emotions and things as such. And, um, and anyhow, I, I turn to food. And so... I've had moments of success only to return. And um, it's interesting in the church, and, and there was a great comedian, his name is uh, Gabriel Iglesias. He said this, he said, hey, he's, he's also known as Fluffy, and he would use his, his, his weight as, as his biggest part of his comedy act. And he would say, man, big people like myself, there's two things you can do about it. You can either fix it, or you can joke about it. And he turned to joking about it uh, for, for years and years and years, and it's helped him to become very, very successful. But if you look at him now, he looks a lot different than how he has in the past. And I'm sure that, uh, that, that probably there's been some motivation, you know, maybe life motivation or death motivation. And so it really isn't a laughing matter. Proverbs 14 and verse 13 says this, Laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when laughter ends, grief remains. So when all the things are, you know, all the jokes are made, and, but whenever you're having a hard time climbing the stairs, or, or literally this was the truth with me, at 287 pounds, I'd be laying on the couch, and I, was, I had so much mass to work against, my muscles, my stomach muscles, would not allow me like a normal person just to sit up, throw my legs to the side and get off. This is the truth. This is what I would have to do. I'd be on the couch and I'd have to swing my leg. I'm not joking. This is the absolute truth. I'm laying on the couch watching me some Seinfeld. <laughs> Almost like I'm leg wrestling somebody. And then, and then sit there for a second and then work to get up. Joints hurt. Everything hurts. I'm just saying that, you know, after all the jokes are done, that's the person that you have to live with. You have to live with the person that is having a very difficult time getting up and around and not feeling well about themselves. And so one of my biggest issues is discipline. So I started a 21-day ice bath challenge. For 21 days, I would get into the, into the river 
and sit in there for a minimum of two minutes for a maximum of six minutes, 21 days. Not one day did I wake up saying, man, I cannot wait to go bust a hole in the Snake River and jump in it for a period of time. But every single time that I had gotten out of the water, I'm telling you, I felt like I was more accomplished. Why? Because I was willing to do what 99.9% .9 of people in the world will never even try once. And so it does something for you. There's something powerful about finding comfort in uncomfortable situations. And if I can do that, then I should be able, come on, to put my fork down whenever I've had enough, right? I should be able to control a little bit better. If I can be disciplined to do this for 21 days, and oh, by the way, now I've done it for over 40 times, over 40 times, I went and bought a freezer. I got a freezer at my house. I climb in about every morning, and if I miss the morning, I'll jump in it in the evening. 33 degrees is ready for me every single morning. Not one morning did I say, I can't wait to get up and jump in that freezer. But I'm telling you, the endorphins of doing something that most other people will never even try and attempt to do is incredible. And I'm telling you, we've got we've to do things sometimes that we're really not looking forward to doing. So no matter the root cause of your pain, and, and, and you can put a reason behind, and, and your reason is legitimate and it's true, no matter the root cause, what I'm telling you is this, that Jesus came to heal every single aspect of your pain. And so if you've got emotional pain, if something has happened to you, if you've got mental health issues, if you've got, if you've got limitations in your body, like you were in a car wreck, you didn't ask to be in a car wreck, your back hurts, you've got limitations, you didn't ask to be in the condition that you're in, but you're there, and all I'm saying is, is that God can help you to become better tomorrow than you are today. Women, you may never be 140 pounds. Your frame isn't built for it. You may never be able to rock that, that black dress that, that all, the, you know, all the stars on television are able, able to, to pull off. That may never be you. That's never going to be you. doesn't matter how much discipline, how in shape or out of shape you are, that's never going to happen to you. But I'm telling you this, you can do better than what you're doing today. Men, we know other men, and we judge other men all the time. Man, that guy's muscles has muscles. <laughs> that guy is so fit and so in shape, and, and boy, I wish I looked half as good as that person looked. That may never be you, never. If you work harder than anybody else, you're still not going to get the results. Why? Because that guy has the right genetics and you don't. But I'm telling you what, you can do better. You can be better than you are today. You may have an illness or injury or ailment that limits you, but you can do better. That's why I asked Matt, Pastor Matt, to just play this song in our worship team, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. Because I'm telling you this, that while you have been set free from what I will call the big sins, it's very possible that you're still bound by some of the sins that are more acceptable in the, in the world and in the church today. I'm telling you this, that you can find freedom. Number one is this, the body is the billboard of life. Your body is the billboard of life. Before anybody hears your heart, 
Before anybody hears you speak, before anybody has the opportunity to connect with you, you're already speaking a message. And it's how you present yourself and portray yourself. I'm not saying, once again, that you have to be a certain size and you have to have a certain look. All I'm saying is, is just get healthy. You can get healthy. You can become more healthier the latter part of this year than you have been the, the beginning of this year. Just get healthy. The sins of drug and alcohol and lying and porn, they can all be hidden. But your, your well-being is out there for everybody to see. It's always on display. And I'm telling you this once again, that as believers, we're called to glorify God with the entirety of our bodies, right? Not just the knowledge, the Bible knowledge that we have, and, and not just saying, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and please and thank you, and, and watching the words that come out of our mouths. But you're, you are letting people know how excellent your God is by the way that you carry yourself and the way that you present yourself. I'm telling you, I was raised in a church. I was raised in a church where they were more interested on the, on the clothes that you put on your body than your body itself. Like if somebody new would show up to the church, they would say, listen, I understand you haven't been here and this is your first time. But young man, if you're looking to come back to this church, let me tell you how you need to come back. You need to come back with a white shirt and a tie on and a jacket on. The unfortunate thing is the man that was telling you was 350 pounds and he was the guy behind the pulpit. 400 pounds and he was the person behind the pulpit. And so you're more interested in how you present what it is than presenting who you are. And I'm just saying, guys, there's something really wrong with that. There's something very wrong with that. See, we're quick to correct what comes out of our kids' mouths. I don't know if this just happens to preachers' kids or whatnot, but I've heard some foul language come out of my kids' mouths before, and we're so quick to correct that. It's like, listen, we don't do that. We don't talk like that. We, we, we love Jesus, we believe in Jesus, and our language needs to, needs to present that we believe in Jesus and we've got a relationship with Jesus. So we're, we're quick to correct what comes out of our children's mouths, but we really don't care and control what goes into our kids' mouths. And we're quick to control what comes out of our children's mouths, but we're not quick to control what goes in our mouths. Can you see, can you see the rub there? Reading God's word commands us to be disciplined in our lives. And once again, I'm telling you that God can heal the hurts and the pains. I'm not saying this is an overnight fix. This might be a 10-year journey for some of you because you've got to get healthy on the inside before it'll ever start showing on the outside. But I am just telling you this, you can do it. And God will absolutely help you to do it. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says this, Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? You're not your own. You were purchased. You were bought with the price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So we automatically honor God with your bodies. Don't go to that establishment. Don't drink that alcohol. Don't smoke those cigarettes, but seldom do we talk about the importance of diet and exercise. 
We just skip right over that. Reading God's word commands discipline. The modern day big five, once again, addiction, pride, greed, sexual sin, murder, and maybe I'm missing some. Seldom is it gluttony that we talk about. If you'll research this out, 60% of Americans, even more than that, but at least 60% of Americans are overweight or in the category of being obese. 60%. The number is higher. The percentage is higher in the local church. So here we have everything to be successful. We got the Holy Spirit. We've got God saying, listen, if I'm for you, who can be against you? We've got him saying, you can do all things in Christ Jesus. We should be leading in all areas of life, but the world is doing better than the local churches in the area of being physically fit. Maybe too many potlucks. I was raised on potlucks. We have taught one another Come on, how I also remember the year was 1987 when McDonald's began to supersize their food. Before they said, Hey, listen, would you like to supersize that? Everybody got the same size. And, and a large was a small today. And now a supersize is probably three times what you're going to get in your small. And, and, and next thing you know, they stopped even asking, hey, would you like to supersize that? Like they would see you coming. There's no way this dude's not going to supersize this. They would just automatically ring you up. 1987's when it happened, upselling. And the crazy thing is, is, is we're like, listen, that's only 22 more cents. Duh. I'm a businessman. That makes more sense. More for, more for, for that amount of money. And then it became the norm. And now the norm is being pushed even further. I'm just saying we can do better. 1 Corinthians 10.31. Got to have a lot of scripture today because God's word never tells a lie. Whether you eat or drink, whatever it is that you do, do it all to the glory of God. Whatever it is that you do, do it all to the glory of God. Number two, with leadership comes influence. With influence comes responsibility. Christians especially must steward the influence that we have. Let me say that again. Christians among all people should be best, the best stewards of what it is that they've been given. Instead, what we do is we rate one sin over another. And I've already given some examples. You can come up with your own examples. But I'm telling you this. In my time as pastoring... I've been called out, but only one time. Man, Travis, you've been talking a whole lot about drinking. You've been talking about people shacking up together and they're not married. You've been talking about your testimony and how God's delivered you from this, that, or the other. Not to be harmful. Don't want to hurt your feelings. But what about your weight? Not an easy conversation to have. Thank God you got people that love you enough, you know what I mean, to talk about the hard things. And I appreciate that conversation. I feel, honestly, like a portion of my ministry has been disqualified. Now, don't misunderstand me. The Lord's anointing is on my life, whether I'm 400 pounds or I'm 180 pounds, which I'll never see that again. 
But the anointing of the Lord is on my life. And so God has always used my life, you know what I mean, since I've surrendered it to him to, to, to encourage people, to help people. But this is what I'm also saying. I wonder how many missed opportunities there has been where I was bringing the proper message, but because of the messenger, the message wasn't received. Man, pastor, you talking about refrain and you're talking about how excellent your God is and you're talking about a spirit of excellence and how the church needs to be presented the best that it can. Like we don't have to be the biggest. We don't have to be the best. We just need to be the best that we can be. But then I'm 287 pounds talking about the excellence of God. It doesn't relate. It doesn't translate. Especially whenever I have no excuse other than lack of discipline and self-control. It's easy to talk about the church building. Not so easy to talk about this building. So I feel like a portion of my ministry has been disqualified. Why? Self-control. Ministries have been cut short. Why? Because the man of God, the woman of God couldn't put the fork down. There are people that have, that God knows our days. He's like, listen, man, I've set you up. You're going to live to 92 years old, but a person makes it to 62 years old because of the decisions that they've made. How much more opportunity to, to share the gospel message, to, 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 to increase the kingdom of God, but it's been cut short. But we're quick to highlight the DUI. Man, what a tragedy. That should have never happened. That guy wouldn't have just jumped in his car and he cut his life short. We're quick to talk about the drug addiction that just kills you from the inside out. But we're not quick to talk about how you're destroying your life. Congestive heart failure, diabetes, all of these other things that people are dying, comorbidities that, that they've had all these issues and many of them, not all of them, but many of them are tied Come on to their, 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 their healthy habits or unhealthy habits. Then you've got something like COVID that comes through and it really destroys the people that have issue upon issue upon issue upon issue. I'm not an expert. I'm not trying to be an expert. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. But all I'm saying is, is that you can help yourself by helping yourself. Watch what you eat. And get, get to moving a little bit more. Number three is this. It's all about control. First Peter 1.13 says this. Prepare your minds for action. Exercise self-control. It can't get much more direct than that. Self-control is one of the nine fruits of the Spirit. Some people might argue, well, yeah, but it's the ninth fruit of all nine. And I'm telling you this, that they weren't set in place by, by, by priority. Like one isn't more important than the other. They're all important. And just because it's the ninth fruit of the Spirit doesn't mean that it's the least. Romans 6, 12, and 13, do not let sin control the way that you live. Well, yeah, yeah, he's talking about alcohol and drugs and sleeping around and, and all these things. See, we can, we can really shape and shift God's word to fit what it is that we're not dealing with. It's about all those other things. In fact, I know pastors that they will highlight the sins that God has drawn them out of and say, I have no tolerance for that. Zero tolerance. No, to no tolerance. In fact, I've been that pastor 
but yet known that there are other sins in my life that I'm just like, well, it's not as bad as that other one that God has delivered me from. You understand what I'm saying? And so, so let the Holy Spirit work on you where you are. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not let do not give in to sinful desires. Use your whole body, the whole body, every aspect of you as an instrument to do what is right. Why? For the glory of God. And I'm telling you this, the Bible says that if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust and the desires of the flesh. When we fail to walk in the spirit, what happens is, is sin begins to dominate and sin never glorifies God. Never. Never will sin glorify God. Sin limits you. So not only in this area, but in all areas that you've got sin, get rid of the sin, eliminate the sin. Ask God to help you with these strongholds in your life and he will and experience the victory that awaits you. Second Peter 2.19, if there's not enough, you are a slave to whatever controls you. Philippians 1.6, he who's begun a good work in you shall bring it to a place of completion. I think it's interesting, like every other sin, sin loves misery. Sin wants to be around other people that are struggling with the same things that you're struggling with. Sin loves company, right? And so I want you to realize this, that, that misery loves company, Whenever you find yourself sinning, you are automatically, by default, going to bring other people right along with you, even if it's unintentional. It's interesting. Holly and I, we deal with people with addictions all the time. Why does he bring people to us that deals with addiction? Because we have been delivered out of addiction. His a little bit different than mine, but, but both of them have destroyed a portion of our life that we'll never get back. You know, it was just absolutely wasted. So he and I, we talk to people. It's like, listen, in our conversation, our track is much the same. It's like, listen, you got to change your circle. You can't continue to have the same relationships with these people. For me, the bar, like I can't, it'd be foolish for me to say, no, God's delivered me, but I'm going to keep going out and hanging out with the same people. To the point where we've even said, listen, in your phone, go in your phone right now and erase every phone number that is a contact, every contact in your list that is associated with that lifestyle. Get rid of it because you will find yourself in a low space and a low place. And then when you're not feeling bad, you're going to call that person and say, hey, can you get me some of this? Or, hey, what are you doing like like?" Tonight, you want to go down and shoot some pool and, and maybe have a few beers, and then all of a sudden, it just goes haywire, right? So we tell people to cut all ties. Get aggressive in cutting your ties. But yet, we bring other people into this area of gluttony. It's something that we share. We don't tell them to cut ties. We tell them to gather up with everybody else that's doing the same thing, and we celebrate it, right? And so I'm just saying that, that you can't really say this over here, but yet how we can't have these areas over here that, oh, no, it's just, it's just fine. And once again, I will tell you that I, and I don't have any numbers for this, 
I'm not telling you that I know, but there's something speaking to my spirit right now that that unhealthy living in the area of overeating and being obese has destroyed more marriages and ministries or at least as much as alcohol or drugs. It is killing you. It is killing me. I do know this, that one, that I didn't touch this. I shouldn't probably touch it now. But one of the issues that we see as people have been married for 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, is the lack of intimacy has gone out of the window. Many times, the lack of intimacy is not there because we have given up on taking care of our bodies. Real stuff. Real stuff. What a tragedy to get a divorce because you just kind of let yourself go. I, I, I'm getting in the weeds. Forgive me. Unhealthy people encourage unhealthy living. You are an influence whether you like it or not. The Holy Spirit is in you. You are an influence. The opposite is true. Healthy people promote healthy living. There's one person that I shared in first service. I didn't even know she was here, but... Melinda Sigmund, Jeff is a dear friend of mine. He's my golf buddy. I cannot be around Mel without being encouraged to do something different than what I've found myself, just the norms of life. Like she's always bringing out like creative foods that taste really good, but they're healthy for you. She's always talking about walking and doing different things. The next thing you know, it's like, wow, I'm just kind of encouraged to do a little bit more. And she's not being intentional with it. It's just who she is. And it makes a difference. Like Just like you can influence people in the wrong way, you can also influence people in the right way. So if your stronghold is food, like my stronghold is food. I've replaced alcohol and amongst other things with food. It's an addiction. What's an addiction? Doing something that you don't want to do, you know you shouldn't do, but not having the self-control to stop it. So if that is you, if your stronghold is food, I want you to realize you're a slave to it. And if you're a slave to it, God's forgiveness is there available to you like it is for any other sin. Repent of it and ask him to help you with it. And I promise you, even if it might take longer than the next person, you can be better in a month than you are today. You can be better in a year than you are today. And God gets all the glory for that. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies, the body. Well, that must mean like, like your mind. No, it's your body. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So worship is something that we often just classify as, well, Matt's going to come up. We're going to sing some songs. We're going to raise our hands. We're going to sing the best we possibly can or not. We're going to worship. But worship is how you live every single day. Worship is how you get up, what you do, how you do it, how you present it's trusting in God, walking with God. It's, it's doing things God's way instead of your way. It's how you lie down at night. Worship and sacrificial worship is what God wants. So number one, number one, we got to choose to make the change. 
Determination and discipline is your responsibility, not the Lord's. Henry Cloud said it like this, and he's a great leader. He said, we change our behavior when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of changing. Let me say it again because it's very powerful. We change our behavior when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of changing. It's amazing, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not poking holes in anything, guys. I'll tell you, I even failed as early as last night. This is about me more than it is you. But I've had people that I've known that I've walked with. I just can't seem to lose any weight. Man, I just can't seem to. I've tried everything. I just can't seem to get control over this. I can't, you know, I do what the next person does and it just doesn't happen to me like it happens to them. And then all of a the sudden they go into the doctor and they're diagnosed. Their doctor says, listen, if you don't change the way that you're doing things and you're living, you're not going to be here in 10 years. You're pre-diabetic. You need to radically change some things. It's amazing before any medication has come, this person, because of the pain remaining the same, being greater than the pain of changing, this person starts dropping a bunch of weight. Why? Because their life is on the line. Why? Because they've got a physician that's saying, listen, this is going to kill you if you continue to live the way that you're living. So they always had that ability to make these changes and adjustments, but they just never did it. Why? Because it was easier just to continue to live the same way. This isn't everybody's story. This is not everybody's story. There are people that have stories that are unique that that doesn't apply to. I'm not broad stroking anything. But if you're like me where discipline and lack of self-control is the problem, then that is for you. It is for you. Instead of dealing with our pain, we've learned to mask it. If you look at my closet, you're going to find grays, dark grays, and blacks. And the shirts that I do have that have a little bit of color or have stripes, the stripes all run this way vertically, and none of them run this way. Why? Because I look better when they run this way. We learn to mask it. And I'm telling you, we buy complete wardrobes and we do things totally different. Why? So that we can present better, which is a wonderful thing. Present well. Present well. There's nothing wrong with taking a little pride in how you carry yourself, giving God the glory. Amen. But my goodness, if it's that big of an issue, let's really invest the money where it belongs in hiring a dietitian, getting a personal trainer, getting linked up with some people that can walk with you and, and, and go on that journey with you and hold you accountable, right? Learn some things. And, and, and we, I talked to a guy, Mark Allen, right after first service. He says, you know what's terrible about this? I said, what? He said, living healthy cost twice as much as not. All of your inexpensive foods, you know what I'm saying, are, are the things that are good for you and they don't taste near as good as the other foods. And so it's difficult. It's an investment. Not everybody can make the investment, but if you only have a certain amount of money and you can only get a certain amount of food, maybe that's completely outside of your control. But what you can do is you can move more tomorrow than you're moving today. You can control how you burn and you can, you know, you, you take those consumed calories like you can change that. Every single one of us can do something more. 
The key to Christianity is love. Love is everything, right? But it's super hard to love somebody else when you don't love yourself. And I'm telling you, I've lived in this space. I've lived in this place where I'm so shameful. It's like, how in the world did I get this? I don't have a lot of self-love at times in my life, but yet I'm called to love somebody else. And your love is limited outwardly if your love is cut short inwardly. And so this matters. It really, really matters, and it makes a difference. And then we start making fun of all them skinny people that wear them tight jeans. And, and that was funny. Come on, stick with me. Drinking green juice all the time. No, I'm just. See, got to joke it off. Number two is this, do something radically different. Not everybody can jog a mile tomorrow, but everybody could walk a quarter of a mile. Most everybody. Not everybody is ready to get a gym membership, but I can promise you this, everybody can start stretching in your bed at night. Before you turn on anything else, just start working on, you know, stretching out and limbering up. Everybody can move more tomorrow than they move today. Moving increases blood flow. It causes joints to build flexibility, bones to strengthen, and muscle to build. Ephesians chapter 3.20 says this, Now to him, talking about Jesus, he is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that works within us. See, our problem with sin is not necessarily unanswered prayers, Many times it's unoffered prayers. And somebody right now, you're like, no, 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 that's not true. It's not true. I've asked God to take this weight from me. But the thing with, is you're misunderstanding what prayer is. Prayer is bringing something to the Lord. And then you begin to take action. You begin to move in that. And you're, you know his help is coming. And then all of a sudden, the help of the Lord comes. And that's where the miracle happens. It's like praying for, it's like praying for Oreo cheesecake. Some, one of my favorite desserts. It's like praying, Lord, help this to make me fit and not, not fat. It's not going to happen. I can pray. I can pray. I can pray. I can pray. But he's going to be like, I'll help that to, to make you fit as you maybe take a, and I'm not, listen, I'm not the guy that says do away with everything, right? Last night I had some pie. I failed as early as last night. I had some pie and instead of having a normal piece of pie. I literally had a piece of pie. <laughs> and then I was like, man, and I ate late. I made it so I would eat late so I could go to bed, but I couldn't go to sleep, so I stayed up late. So I had that pie, and then I said, huh, I'm still hungry. And so I took, which I shouldn't even have, but I do, because I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, listen, I'm not saying get rid of. Like, I think that it's good for us to Treat ourselves from time to time, right? But I took three Oreos as I was going to bed. Woke up with crumbs on my face this morning. <laughs> but I'm telling you, so this is the deal. I've known for weeks that this is the message I'm speaking today, and I'm failing as early as, like, I got to get up in front of people, and I got to talk to them about this, and, and, I have, and I'm joking about it, but I'm covering the shame and the guilt, honestly. What is wrong with me? No self-control, no discipline. So while I'm moving in a better direction and I celebrate those victories, I still got something inside of me that I need to bring the Lord right into the center of, right? 
And I can say, well, at least it wasn't six Oreos, right? But the truth is that pie, because I'm not the person to cut everything out, right? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to live because I also think that the Lord has stored up for his people some good things. There's nothing, nothing wrong as long as you can control it. As long as you can have some discipline in your life. So what do you do? Reduce your sugar intake. We love sugar. Sugar has been a blessing to our community. I knew somebody was going to throw a stick at me for even saying this. But the truth is, is too much sugar will kill you. It will absolutely poison you. Keep supporting our community. But too much sugar will absolutely kill you. Calorie control. Many diets out there, some of them are good. Most of them are fads. Hire a dietitian. If you can't afford a dietitian, come and talk to me and I'll figure out how to get a dietitian to where you can at least sit down with them one time. This is so important. I'm telling you, if you can't afford a consultation where you can get your macros figured out and what you should be eating, I will pay for it for you. We got to get better in this area. Um, hire a personal trainer. That's more long term. I'm not going to do that for you. <laughs> but there are people, there are tons of videos out there on YouTube. They've got everything that you can think of out there. You could bounce it off of somebody that's fit and say, hey, is this a good plan? Is this a bad plan? Somebody that loves nutrition and they'll, they'll point you in the right direction. Start moving more. Movement is associated with life. When you stop moving, you stop living. Next thing you know, you're going to be craving new foods. You're going to be looking forward to that workout. Even though you know it's going to be hurt, it's going to hurt you. You're going to have some pain. You're actually going to start looking like, well, I, I really hurt, but that feels so good. Because there are endorphins that are going to be released. Thank you. I appreciate that. Number three is you're going to stop circling the parking lot for 10 minutes trying to find a space that's two spaces closer than the one that you end up with. In fact, what you might do is you might go all the way to the end of the parking lot and enjoy the walk across, and you will experience fewer door dings. I'll tell you that. I want you to know that you can do this. God will help you. The last one is this. When you change, you will help others to do the same. The joy is in the journey. This is what I'm telling you. You don't have to wait till you're fit. If you lose 10 pounds, let's just say you're 350 pounds. If you lose 10 pounds, people are going to notice it. And they're going to say, dang, what in the world happened? Well, let me tell you, I just kind of, I took, sometimes people, all they do is they take sugar, the, the, uh, uh, soft drinks, Coke out of there, or whatever it is, Mountain Dew, whatever, whatever your, your, you know, your vice is. They remove that, 20 pounds gone. What do you do? And then all of a sudden they're like, that's all you did? Yeah, I even, I, mean, I even even started exercising. Like I'm going to drop some, kind of get healthy a little bit, and then I'll start and then all of a sudden, that other person is saying, you know what, I can do that. Maybe I'll do that too. So the joy's in the journey, especially whenever you start seeing God using your life to encourage somebody else's life as well. I told first service that how cool would it be if we 
if, if Grace Church was known as the healthiest church in the valley, and not just, not just spiritually, not just mentally and emotionally, but also physically. And I believe that everything that we do, the whole body that God has blessed us with, we're glorifying him or we're called to glorify him. And I would love for some people to be able to go on this journey with me. And so what we've done is there's a QR code up here that I'd like to show you. Grace Church, walk and learn. We don't have it all figured out, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring in some, some, some people that are experts in this field, which I am not, right? I'm not an expert, but there are experts in our community, people that know more about this, doctors and dietitians and, and other people just to share their own personal journey that may not have, ex, they, they may not have that expertise status, but they've got a whole lot that they can share. So we're going to bring them in and, and they're going to share stories and they're going to give us tools to work with. And then what we might do is we might go on a walk together. It might be just a mile walk. It might be for some a quarter mile walk and that's fine, but we're going to do this thing together. And so this QR code up in the right hand corner, if you're interested in this, we don't have the dates, we don't have the times, but if you're interested, as we roll this thing out, you're going to be in the loop. And we're going to let you know. So go ahead and just take a picture of that. That's how that works. Just take a picture. It'll come up on your screen. There will be a, a, a URL that you can hit on, and it'll take you right to the, right to the site. But, and this, this is the other thing, too. Like, if you are an expert and you have some, um, you know, some, some good advice to share with people, um, I would love to talk to you because that's how we grow, right? We help one another. There are things that you have invested your time, your money, uh, your talents in, in learning. And, um, and if you're willing to share that, boy, oh boy, we would, love to, we would love to receive from you. Romans, the Apostle Paul said this. I didn't share this. I'm closing, Matt. If you guys come on up, I'll even share it quickly. There's a passage in Romans 5, I believe it is. Why do I do the things that I don't want to do and don't do the things that I know I should do? Paul is talking about this real struggle that, that he personally has, the Apostle Paul. But if you flip over to Galatians, which is written after the book of Romans, Galatians 5 says this, Let the Holy Spirit guide your life so that you will not do what your sinful nature desires. And then it leads us to greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Galatians 3.22 says we're all prisoners to sin, but the way to freedom, as we all know, is believing in Jesus. And so listen, um, there are chains of strongholds that are bigger in life than any one of you to break by your own, but there is not a chain that has been created that Jesus cannot break. He can break all chains. And this is one of the reasons why I had asked Pastor Matt to, to share that song with us today. But this is what I want to do is if you've been hurt or offended and you felt like I've mishandled myself, I'm gonna ask you for forgiveness because once again, that's not my heart. My heart is to help and never to hurt. But there's no way to preach and to talk about the full gospel of Jesus Christ without it bringing some conflict. There's just, I don't, I, if I could do it, I would. But um, uh, I'll do everything I can to help you. I love you. I pray that you pray for me as I pray for you. 
Because once again, I've been to this 250 mark before, gone right back up to 278. My, cha uh, my, my challenge to myself is um, 225 is what I want. For some people that might be like, wow, that's, that's gonna be so easy. It's not. Um, other people, you're, you know, you might think that, that, wow, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. But I'm telling you what, I believe that the Lord can help us in every aspect where we're hurting. My hurting, I got discipline issues. I got self-control issues. And uh, I got emotional issues. I got issues. But the Lord is greater than my issues. Amen. So we're going to have some victory together. Let me pray for you. Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for this message. Bless us. Be with us. Equip us. Help us in these areas. Once again, none of us are, are doing this to look a certain way, to achieve a certain status. But all of us, Lord, the challenge is that we just become more healthy than we are today. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.